Shalom to all. Today we're going to be learning Masechus Shabbos, Parak Zayin, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And today's Mishnahs are being learned because of Shalom is Almanu Zagos and Rasiyat Vichayas Chalatim. They should be benched with that Sachat Slachan Siat Dishmaya, good health, Parnasa Beshefa, and Cult of Zella. And Beschos Estabas Rachel, Shishi Bezechet of Hanjur Zivik Hagon, Bekar of Mamish. Now, this mission is extremely central to Maseches Shabbos because it lists all of the Avas Melachos, all of the general categories of Melacha, Asra, and Shabbos. Now, they're called Avas Melachos because they have Toldos, they have subcategories, Melachos that are similar to them that fall under the same category. Now, where do these Melachos come from? So, as we explain in the introduction to the Masechta, the Gemara learns that these are all Melachos that were necessary in the building of the Mishkan. The first 11 are called Sidur the Pas. The Melachos formed in the bread making process. And although bread wasn't made in the building of the Mishkan, these Melachos were necessary to produce the dyes used for various cloths that were part of the Mishkan. So Mishnah Beis tells us, The Avis Melachas are 40 minus 1, which is 39. So here we go, Hazarea, planting. And included in this, the Talos are planting trees, watering things, watering something which has been already planted. Vachayresh, plowing. Included in plowing is smoothing bumps in the ground, filling holes. Vachaitzer, harvesting. Included in harvesting is detaching something from the ground. Vamaamer, gathering in. Hadash, threshing. Included in threshing is squeezing juice, milking a cow. Vahazaira, winnowing. Habayrer, selecting. Hatoichen, grinding. Included in toichen would be cutting salad into small pieces. Vamarakid, sifting. Vahalash, kneading. Vahaifa, and baking. Moving on to the next grouping of malachas, which has to do with making cloth. Hagaizes asatzemer, shearing wool off a sheep. Cutting hair would be included in this. Hamalabnoi, whitening or washing this wool. Vahamanapta, and combing the wool or getting out all the tangles, dyeing it, and spinning it, meaning twisting it into thread. Now for the next three, we have to have a basic idea of how weaving is accomplished. And since we don't have a picture or a diagram, we're going to try to keep it as simple as possible. Obviously, a picture is worth a thousand words, so if you have Mishnahs with a picture, just look at the picture. But here's a basic description. A loom, the device used for weaving cloth, had two rows of thread, one higher, one lower. Now for a bit of imagery, place the base of your palms together with your hands open a bit and the fingers spread out. They be in the shape of the letter V. Now your fingers are what are called the warp threads. Now imagine that another thread is passed in between your open palms and then you close your hands, interlocking your fingers to form an X. The thread is then passed through again, then you open your palms again into a V. The threads pass through again, you close it, pass the thread, open it, and keep on doing this. So slowly but surely, this thread, which keeps on getting passed through, in and out, in and out, begins to form a piece of cloth. Now the thread being woven in and out is called the weft. So we have the warp and the weft. Another general way to picture this is to take one of your tzitzis strings and weave it in and out of your fingers. You'll see how you start weaving your fingers together into something looking like a cloth. So next we have to do with this. V'hamesech, warping, meaning setting up the warp threads. V'ha'isa shnei batenirin, setting two heddles. This is something they would do on the loom to make it easier to weave. V'ha'irik shnei chutin, and someone that weaves two threads, meaning they take the weft thread and they pass it through twice. That's called weaving two threads. Continue to talk about cloth, v'ha'patzeh shnei chutin, and one that removes two threads if the threads are too tightly woven. Continuing on, tying and untying. This was done with the fishnets that they used to catch the chilazin for dying chilas. They would sometimes tie them together. Sometimes they needed to untie them and use only one net and not multiple nets tied together. Vatever states fear someone that sews two stitches. Now this is really two pass-throughs of the needle. The needle goes in, the needle goes out. That's considered two stitches. Hakareal menas letfar states fear someone tears a garment or a cloth in order to sew two stitches. Hatzad svi trapping a deer. Hashaychta is shechting it. Vamavshita is skinning it. Hamelcha is salting it. Vamavres ayray tan 
tanning its hide, and smoothing the hide, getting all the hair and bumps off of the hide, and cutting it down to size, writing two letters, they would write letters on the boards of the Mishkan, kind of like what you do for your sukkah boards, so you know this one goes next to that one, so they write an aleph on this one, a base on that one, that's where the shteyoyseis comes from, one that erases in order to be able to write two letters, building and destroying, extinguishing a fire or lighting a fire, the final hammer blow to finish off a malachar, or to finish something off, and lastly, transferring from one roshas to another, the mission repeats itself, these are the avas malachas, 40 minus 1, which is 39. And now moving on to Mishnah Gimel. Now from here, all the way until Parag Yud Aleph, we're going to be discussing Haitzah, transferring from one Roshas to another. And in particular, what the shear of Isser of Haitzah is. In general, we're going to see in the Mishnah, one is only Chai for being mighty something Chashav. The item has to be one that's normal to be mighty, And it also has to be done with an amount that's normal to be mighty. So Mishnah Gimel tells us, Ba'id Klal Acher Amru, they said another Klal. Kol HaKasher LaHatzniyah. Anything which is normal to store, Umatzniyin Kamayu, and people store this amount of the item, and a person took that out on Shabbos, he's for that. That's obviously if he did a Bishay If it's not normal to store this item, and the amount of the item is not a normal amount to have, and he took that out on Shabbos, he's not for doing that, except for the person that stored this item. So if you have an item where it's not normal to store it, but this person decides that it's normal, he thinks it's chashiv, he thinks it's important, and he takes that out on Shabbos, so he would be chayv for it, but not if someone else took out that item. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Dalit, and Perk Ches Mishnah Aleph, continuing to talk about many different items and many different things that a person will or won't be chayv for taking out on Shabbos. And as we said, now we're going to have multiple Mishnahs across a few prakim that are going to describe many different things, what's considered normal, what's not normal, how much of it is a person going to be chayv if he takes it out, how much not. And so tomorrow we're going to pick up with Mishnah Dalin and Parak Ches, Mishnah Aleph. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.